Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. It is the overtime. The wonderful weather of August has ceased, unless it changed. I mean, we're doing this earlier. But it was in the 70s for most of the week, and now it's getting hot. That's not right. That's not right. We had some 70-degree weather in August in Kansas. Why can't it last forever? It was like being in Michigan for the summer. It was beautiful. But it's Kansas. It's too much to ask. But when you talk about things that'll make you sweat, it's the overtime. I mean, overtime will exercise your mental skills through three guys answering dumb questions. That's what we do on the overtime. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Ryan Gills Gilbert, your overtime trio of satisfaction. Ooh, I like that. Oh, yeah. That's not right. Speaking of satisfied, if you're not satisfied with your K-State coverage, take it to the next level by joining GoPowerCat.com. 50% off right now to celebrate the 10th anniversary of 24-7 Sports, our parent network. Get in there. Do your thing. Sign up. You're missing out on some great VIP coverage. And that VIP coverage is about to get seriously ramped up with expanded recruiting coverage and game coverage right around the corner, including ongoing analysis. GoPowerCat.com. We've always covered the cats like no one else, and it's going to get even better in 2020. We're not letting up because of a pandemic. We're just plunging ahead with coverage. Plunging ahead. You said that already! Plunge ahead into this podcast now. It's the overtime. We're sponsored by the fridge. Get to the fridge, 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 fridge. Wholesale liquor. Corner of this and that in the town in which we live. When you come to town for a game, and I'm hopeful that you will be able to do so, stop into the fridge. Say hi to everyone at the fridge. Literally walk around the store in your face mask and find every employee and say hi. I heard about you at GoParacut.com. Do it like Rain Man. Do it in a Rain Man voice, and they'll really appreciate it. And then ask if they have Rain Man on VHS. Maybe that's a new thing. Rain Man on VHS. Nope. I don't know. It's not as cool as Die Hard. Okay, Gills. Let's just start asking questions. First question of the overtime from Jem Cat. What are your thoughts on Martinelli's coming to Manhattan? According to the Mercury, they are taking over Wahoo's spot. I wish we still had Wahoo, but excited to have Martinelli's. Zach, go. I like how you say. I like how you say it, at Martinelli's. Martinelli. <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? Martin- <laughs> it, Mar- it won't be well, Martinelli's. Yeah, it's gonna be Nico's, <laughs> Little Italy. So I don't. I don't know who Nico is, but hopefully, 
It's just as good. I love Martinelli's. It is delicious. It will be the menu, basically. It's shared recipes. Yeah. It is Martinelli's with a different name. Maybe a little bit different concept because it's a much smaller area. But I am fired up. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I can't wait to go to Martinelli's. Go sit at the bar. I know Mark won't be down there. He'll be at a at a non-sponsor, but go you know drink a beer down there. Kick off the night with some chicken parm and fettuccine alfredo, mm-hmm. and then have a nice night nag bill. <clears throat> that is that is what I want Gils, more than anything. Right what now. is Gills? What's your favorite Italian? What is it? Come on. <laughs> I mean, like a restaurant? No, like a dish, like. You said it right there, Zach. Fettuccine Alfredo. That's my go-to. Oh, but yeah. Other than like Olive Garden, do we even have any no. quality Italian in Manhattan? No, no. That's why we're so excited. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like this that you— like five feet from my backyard. You lumped Olive Garden into quality. That that really says something right there. Uh, well, I'm going to make him an offering camera for you. The best <laughs> microwave Italian you can get in town is at Olive Garden. Um, but, yeah, you will—oh, they're— They've got these giant meatballs. They're like the size of a baseball, um, but much tastier than a baseball. Trust me. Uh, they, so I get <laughs> I get a couple of those, and then another dish, maybe some lasagna. I'm a lasagna guy. Um, boy, I like it. I like it. But just for getting a meatballs, I'm just a sucker for that. Particularly if you put a little sausage into the sauce, some sausage sauce. I really like that a lot. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Martinelli's. If you've never been to Salinas Martinelli's, it's a true family Italian dining experience. Some things are better than the others, but it's in the heart of downtown, right across the street from the Stiefel Theater, where they have all these great shows. Um, and if you plan on trying to eat at Martinelli's on the night of a show, if you go to Salina, if you haven't been to Salina for a show, that's a really cool theater, and they get really cool acts. Some of which will come to McCain, but they're also a little bit different. They kind of they're more music driven there, um, and uh, but you better call ahead for a reservation. I mean, way ahead because they book up fast. Oh my gosh, I'm excited about Nico's Little Italy right here. Maybe some mobsters will start eating there. That would make it really authentic, like you know. Some what? Mobsters. Oh, I've, like the mob- I did not hear mobster. You, uh, you said mobsters. Would you like to know what word I thought you said? Go. It rhymes. Lobsters? Lobsters. <laughs> well, I, you, you know what? Lobsters could really eat a lot of spaghetti. Those claws, they could just pick that stuff up and pile it in. <laughs> Those claws would be great for eating spaghetti. Maybe that's what we need to invent, Zach. Like little little utensils you put on your hands for spaghetti, but they're like lobster claws. You can just pile it into your mouth then. Oh, that sounds awful. Mm, that sounds delicious. Mm. That spaghetti I'd get did, on me. Did Wahoo ever serve lobster? I'm, I don't think they, they did. Maybe they did on a special. But maybe. I'm not a lobster guy. Lobsters. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a seafood are, guy. Lobsters are ribs of the sea. They're too much work. <laughs> 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 too much work. You got to crack them. Oh. Pull the meat out. I feel the same way about crab. Uh, you got to just work too much. If you want to like pre-crack it and put it in, you know, on my plate into a dish or something, I'm all for it. I'll eat lobster and crab. But if I got to work for it. Uh-uh. I didn't get fat by working for my food. <laughs> you like having your spaghetti cut for you, too? Mm. 
That would be great. That would be fantastic. I don't know. I'm fired up. And I would love it. As a guy who loves the history of the the mafia, I'd love it if there was just like a table of old guys in suits or or in like uh, the Cuban shirts, the camp shirts that I love. Sitting around just talking about stuff. And then maybe like a bench outside where they can talk and cover up their mouths all the time in case the, the restaurant's wired by the FBI. That would be authentic. But anyhow, um, yes, the question is, yes, I'm fired up. That's my answer. Go Italians. Place better be good, man. You guys are really hyping it up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Next question from Wagcat. Dumbest tradition in the Big 12. Fan tradition, stupid tradition, or stupid mascot, et cetera, et cetera. Don't forget your power towel. Bring it to every game. Don't forget your power towel. Hmm. Oh, the the cyclone warning sound at Iowa State. Oh, I don't mind that. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm with you. Zach. I don't think it's. I don't think it's cheesy. What happens if there's fine. a tornado right when you score a touchdown? The mass confusion. Well, that's. Over. That's just bad. That's bad planning from the National Weather Service. There. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if 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 the tornado is hitting right as you're scoring a touchdown, either the National Weather Service didn't do their job, or somebody said, "Ah, screw the National Weather Service. We're gonna play. There's no lightning. It's just a tornado, and we're the Cyclones." Different things. <sighs> I I wouldn't call this a dumb tradition, but I absolutely hate, and this is a loud thing. If we're going to talk about loud things in the Big 12, this is my least favorite, and it's the stupid train horn at TCU. Spooks me every time. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because it's always on the, it's on the visiting sideline, and that's where I like going on road games is on the K-State sideline. And it's right there in that south end zone, and if TCU scores – that highlight's worthless. Does anyone shoot off a cannon anymore? Uh, Texas does. That's because I have I to hate. move out. Of, I have to move out of the way for that. That's the Oklahoma one. State has that gun. Pistol, Pistol Pete. Pete has guns. Yeah. I'd say, well, if any any schools that have guns, I'd say OU's the most gun school with the Roughnecks because they all have guns. I think the Roughnecks are kind of cool. Like, I think that's that's one of the coolest traditions. I think that some people might want one of us to say that it's a dumb tradition. I think it's kind of a cool, no, I love it, cool thing. Um, man, I don't, Rock Chalk Jayhawk probably for me. I think that's the worst one. It's stupid. I wish that I wish that when KU basketball went on the road and they're going to lose, I wish that the the home team fans would chant it to troll them and i've said that for forever and people think oh no that's dumb why would we why would we do that why would we chant you know another school's chant and it's like because you're trolling them because they're losing yeah. and they hear it they the only time they ever hear the rock chalk chant rock chalk chant is if the victory is in hand they know they're going to win so troll them it's make a- them hear it when they're losing Come on, guys. It's a little bit cult-like. It's a little cultish for me. And and plus, it sounds like uh, the Wiggles wrote it. Like, they just put words together that rhyme. The next thing you do is 
You know, that's nonsensical. This doesn't make any sense, some of the words. I mean, what, what does rock chalk mean? It just rhymes. Someone made it up in the early days, and there we go. And they probably created a backstory for it so people like me can have an explanation. What two words with wildcat could we rhyme to make a dumb chant? Eat that wildcat. That's not rhyming at all. I really missed that. Yeah, eat doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it's just doesn't <laughs> rhyme. <laughs> uh, we just need you to read, Gills. We don't need you to rhyme. <laughs> too hard. That's outside of my pay grade, isn't it? Uh, fat. Rat. Cat. cat Wildcat. Go K State. Like what? I don't know. Rat. Fat. Uh, it's stupid. Just make up. It doesn't even have to be Lat, a word. I'm trying to make it. Whatever. Let's move on because now I'm getting mad. Before we move on, I want to say that oh. the uh, the waving of the wheat at Kansas is pretty. It's pretty ironic because they'll make fun of us for being Hicks or even like Nebraska, you know, farm boys, etc. I mean, you're literally just waving wheat in the air. So that's something that always gets under my skin. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Warm up the tractor. Don't you wave the wheat? What do you? I don't think they they don't make mistakes. They want that's just that's just sick that they want us to mow them over. Disgusting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are the wheat, and K State is the combine. I hate all of you. Next question from TDE sixty seven. Given the choice, would you rather eat your shoe or eat your shorts? Which I know fits. You've probably done one of those, haven't you? Uh, eat my shoe. Probably shorts. Yeah. Yeah, shoe seems a little bit tough. But, you know, unless it's like real leather, and then you can like chew on it for days and days. Something, you know, almost like a... That sounds disgusting. Eventually, you got to get to the sole of the shoe, and that's just... Yeah. Yeah, the rubber is the worst part, I think. And then the foam, it just doesn't seem very digestible. So I think if you can go with a nice, you know, a tri-blend or cotton poly blend shorts. Lovely, yeah. I don't know. Mostly A cotton. little bit more plastic, but yeah, cotton. Mostly cotton. Get a little, the button, little fiber. If these are, if they have zippers and buttons, uh, you know, you might, you might question it. Maybe you go with shoes if there's a zipper on it, but... But if it's like gym shorts or just some nice shorts that don't have any sort of metal or grommets, zippers, it, it'd be fine. That's the first use of the word grommets in PowerCat overtime <laughs> history. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Let me ask you, if you had Velcro in your shorts and you ate the Velcro, would broccoli stick to it every time you ate it? You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Broccoli? Why broccoli? Because it's kind of like uh, fuzzy looking. It's got oh, <laughs> fuzzy on the top. Yeah, like broccoli. <laughs> like you'd never digest your broccoli because you got Velcro on the side of your stomach that just grabs it. You That's like swallowing stuff. your gum, and it doesn't digest for seven years. Whoever made that up? I just want to know, like, <laughs> what were they thinking, and did they expect it to go this far? Like, <laughs> if you swallow your gum, it'll stay in your stomach for seven years. Same with the person that said you eat like eight spiders in your sleep every year. Like, like, was it really as dumb as as it sounds? Like, 
and people just bought it and it just went too far and you're just like, I don't know what to do. Uh, people actually you know? believe this crap. <laughs> um, seriously, that would involve observing someone's stomach over a seven-year period or watching people sleep and watching spiders crawl in their mouths their mouths and not intervening what kind of human being would do that wake them up say hey there's a brown recluse crawling into your mouth i haven't seen eight spiders in my house in the last year because that's good we spray for them and that's good I see him outside. You do outside. yourself or do you face uh, somebody? No, we, we come in with the pros. We use the real chemicals. Probably why I've had cancer. But anyhow, we haven't had spiders. <laughs> Given the choice between eight spiders a year crawling down my throat or prostate cancer, uh, oh boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. As long as they don't bite you. Uh, well... That's that's why I don't believe it, because why wouldn't the spiders be biting you inside your mouth? Why wouldn't like, they? Yeah. Like, what are you doing swallowing at night? <laughs> and they're just so, so happens to be a spider in your mouth. Why do I have a bottle of water next to my bed? Because I, I wake up and my throat's dry. I obviously haven't been swallowing spiders. Boy, this that's all wrong. Gills, you ever swallowed a spider? Not that I know of, but yes, you have eight times a year, year or whatever the number is. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever swallowed gum? I have. Yeah. On purpose or mm, sometimes it's been on purpose. Sometimes it's been on accident, but I've done it numerous times. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with y'all? Why would you swallow gum? On so purpose. I see if it's still there for, I'll throw it up in seven years. Right. That's true. Do you dig through your stool every time? Because <laughs> that is the only way that you can prove for seven years that gum never came out. You would be wasting your time. I've got a, I've got a timer on my phone set for seven years. <laughs> I don't need to do that every time. I, I an alarm. Just, yep. <laughs> I, uh... Uh, if if given the odds of a pool, uh, excuse me, a poop slash stool reference happening on this podcast, I would have picked me, not Zach. Congratulations. From I like pickles, cat. What non-sport thing do you most look forward to post-COVID? Let's play dummy sticks. Say what? Eating out. I you know, Becky and I uh, went on a little adventure yesterday uh we we're having we got new iphones it's been big it's been a seismic decision in our lives yeah what how is she liking it she's adjusting i think she likes it actually what's funny about it is she didn't want to change zach because she liked her her samsung um she was very comfortable with it which i understand everything was on it i understand uh but when we went to um swap it out you had to pull the card out right so she had it in a case in a phone case and i went to take it out of the case zach the battery had expanded and had pushed out the back plate the only thing holding the phone together at this point was the case oh wow yeah so i mean that battery is gonna start leaking or something but yeah so it uh it was good we got her a new phone but anyhow we were having a voicemail problems we and it turns out Fritz was having, he made the conversion with us. And um, 
Uh, so we had to go to Verizon. So we had to do the socially distanced thing at Verizon. And then we went out to eat, but only if I could sit on a patio distance. So we went to uh, old Chicago and sat on the patio. It was 74 degrees, I believe. And, uh, ate, uh, I actually ate spaghetti and meatballs, which is not the greatest spaghetti and meatballs, but it, I think it was the Martinelli's, uh, little Nico's little Italy in my little Italy in my brain that got me one spaghetti and meatballs. So anyhow, uh, I did that for the first time. I don't even know when last time I ate out was because that would be going back pre big 12 tournament. I'm not even sure what that was. Oh, actually it would have been, uh, post big 12 tournament because I stopped. Was it Jack stack? I stopped at Jack stack. That's correct. Stopped at Jack Stack uh, and ate lunch before I left town and picked up, I think it was three pounds of meat, um, which I thought would get us through the lockdown. Oh. <laughs> it was supposed to be two weeks. Oh. Um, but, yeah, we had, had outside. Nobody was on the tables next to us. At first, we were alone, and it was lovely. I look forward to going back into Tanner's, the High Low, and other restaurants that I love frequently frequenting and they will all be locally owned because I want to support my friends. But I was even a little uncomfortable on a patio. I don't, you know, cause servers are coming up and they're masked, but it's still, it's a mental thing. But yeah, with my situation, got to be careful. What would you most look forward to doing Ryan Gilbert once the all clear is issued? I don't know if it's going to happen by the time I graduate, but just kind of going back to, you know, the normal college life with, in-person classes uh, thankfully only two of mine are online but i know some of my friends have like four even almost all their classes have been moved online so you know just having aggieville be opened up and living my you know my normal college life i know that most of you know people my age aren't really affected by this and i know it can spread to older people so i'm not saying we shouldn't take it seriously but you know i just once it's all over i'll be glad to kind of get back to that normal life and i'm hoping that you know the vaccine can be in implemented by you know 2021 early so at least try to get some of that normalness back but just kind of you know going back to a daily routine and you know being around people you know i, I feed off of energies from other people it's really kind of yeah. what i'm looking forward to i can't imagine if uh, my senior year when i was finally 21 not that i didn't drink before then um not being allowed to go to the bars it would have driven me crazy and plus i probably would have graduated with like a three five Instead of a three zero, I mean, yeah, technically, I've never been to an Aggieville bar at, as a twenty one year old. Hmm. Like I would, if if it, if I was in college right now, I'd can I'd strongly consider just taking a sabbatical. I know we I used that on the yeah. the previous podcast. Thank you. It's a popular word this week, but you know, just take a take a year off. You know, just wait. I mean, if I was a senior, I wouldn't want my senior year to just be you know online. I could have, you know, if you want to do online, I would have done it for, you know, the previous three years or, you know, do whatever. So I think delaying, there's no shame in taking more than four years to finish college in the first place. And in light of a pandemic like this and wanting to get your money's worth, which for a lot of people is the experience of college, you know, just stay home figure out a job you can do just work there, there, you really can't travel you can't really do anything it's just kind of hanging out and chilling but you know I'd, I'd just probably try saving some money this is what i'd probably do if if that was me but for me looking forward to stuff post 
COVID, I really like for me, it's travel. Like I look forward to travel post COVID, just being able to fly on a plane without a mask or, you know, just normalcy for travel. And I know that like I travel pretty much exclusively, at least on planes for, for work. But like every year I'll go to Austin for the U S grand prix not, I know that's a sport, but that's not happening. I can't wait to do that again. Same with the PGA championship. I do that every year. Or I've done that every year for the last couple of years. And I was going to do it again. Obviously no fans, but travel is a part of that. I just, I want to be able to, the freedom of movement is probably what I look forward to the most. And just not having to fear, Hey, they might have this disease that we don't really know much about or you know, you don't know how it's going to affect you or how you can pass it on to others. So, right. you know, that's just I, I, the most thing I do look forward to though is sports. Like I, I love going and sitting in the stands at, at games. And, <clears throat> and since for K state, for me, I'm not a fan, I'm a, a member of the media, you know, you're working. It's not, you're not cheering. No, it's work. Like I like going to games and being a fan, you know, just being able to sit there, enjoy a nice night going to a Royals game or sporting KC game, or, you know, like I said, going to a golf tournament, going to a formula one race, you know, I just, I miss going to events. That's, that's what it is for me. And events miss you, Zach. Thank thank you. (laughs) The humans will be right back. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The ads are done. Speak humans. Coming up here on the overtime, we've got a little who for KSU round. Last, what, six questions here of the podcast are by who for KSU. Go, Matt, go. Bring it on. <laughs> What's one thing from Vegas you would totally bring to Manhattan? Oh, uh, Hyper Simplex 10. Hmm. Wow. Uh, let's see. The Luxor. Just a giant pyramid <laughs> for no reason. Just on Anderson Avenue, a giant pyramid. Uh, probably the Bellagio Fountains. It'd be a great tourist. That'd thing. be cool. Just giant dancing fountains somewhere. It'd be really cool. Um, I'm not sure. There's, I've got an answer. I've got it. I've got it because okay. this has been semi-proposed by Aggieville, uh, but not to the extent Vegas does it. Downtown Vegas, the Fremont Street experience, oh. includes a roof that is all like a television. They can show videos. You know, it's really kind of weird. They have talked about putting some type of roof over Aggieville 
with a zip line down the middle of Morro and no um, car traffic. Brilliant. That would probably be it. You need a couple of garages, need lots of parking, be able to close it off. But you would zip line from like down by Rally House above the crowd and end up uh, down there at the end by Nico's Little Italy as we bring that around from the first half. I mean, that's that's incredible podcasting right there. Um, so that maybe that. That kind of tourist attraction, you'd be out of the weather. It would never rain or snow on you in Aggieville. It would always be sunny inside the Aggieville Dome. I'd probably say like neon signs. Yeah. Just get a whole bunch of neon signs in Aggieville. That'd probably be the easiest thing. Just get a whole bunch of nice signs up and down Morrow. It'd look really cool. You know, the argument against gaudy signage and moving signage in Manhattan has been it's distracting to drivers, but if you didn't have traffic on Morrow, then you could probably allow moving signage and moving neon and cool stuff along there. That'd be really cool. It's so beautiful. I don't know when it happened, but there used there was a long-standing ordinance in the city of Manhattan that said you can't have digital signs right. and you had to have an exemption to use it. So like K-State, I think K-State, I think, was the only place that had those. But then recently, over the last couple of years, you've seen Sonic put them up. Tubby's has one. But I don't remember them ever, that ordinance ever changing. It did. It did. Uh, but, okay. but with it is your sign can only change certain periods of time. Thought being traffic will pass. You won't have multiple changes of your sign distracting drivers. I can only like there's a time for like every 30 seconds or yeah. something. You can't have like okay. uh, K-State can because it's not Manhattan. I mean, it's K-State. Uh, but you can't have like video playing. That's the thought, which is what I want. I want a giant video board in Aggieville also so that people can go buy their beers inside their favorite place and go to the street, drink it, and watch the game on video. That's what I want. Speaking of screens, I guess it'd be, and it's not Vegas, but it'd be cool to see Aggieville be Times Square with video boards, like big giant ad boards, how just about, a lot of lights on and color. About how about 1980s Times Square with prostitutes and heroin? That might be interesting. That'd be. I don't think so. Okay, we'll move on to the next question. Who has the best airports in the U.S. and who has the worst? Zach, this is all you. Go. Uh, LaGuardia sucks. They are redoing it though. But man, last last year, speaking of flying to the PGA tournament, I was trying to fly back and it took me four hours to get from long. I mean, this is not all LaGuardia. The, the final legs are LaGuardia, but it took me four hours to get from the golf course to my gate at LaGuardia of which two hours were spent on a bus trying to get to LaGuardia through all of the construction. And I had to run to security. Thank goodness I had TSA pre and I was able to run to my gate and make my flight back to Kansas city. But yeah, that's the worst probably like real airport that is generally considered the worst. But I also think that Kansas city is the worst as oh, well. Wrong answer. Uh, thank goodness they're building a new terminal, but I'm a big fan of efficiency. Dallas is probably my favorite airport and probably the best one because it's efficient. It might be giant. You might be the farthest away from your gate, but you're only 15 minutes away on the train. Like it, you can make a connection pretty easily. 
but Kansas City, the people that are all upset about them building a new terminal and that they were so against it and they like how easy it is, it's like you guys still park in economy. You take the bus over to the airport. You, you know, like you're not saving any amount of time going through security by having it right next to your gate and not having any sort of food or amenities. Kansas city is bare bones. Yeah. And maybe that's all travel needs to be. But when you have 20 different security checkpoints, it's pretty inefficient. Not you're going to pay more for all of that extra stuff that seems so convenient to you. I appreciate airports where when you land, you know where you are. Like they feel like the city, like in Nashville, you land and there's country music, you know, they got, real live country music playing Miami. When we landed there to go to Key West, you knew you were in Miami. You stepped off and it felt like Miami. It looked like Miami. It kind of replicated some of the colors of South beach area. I like that. The worst airport I've been in is with the time I didn't fly through Miami and I covered the basketball game that was in Fort Lauderdale. So I flew into Fort Lauderdale. That airport is a wreck because it serves a crap load of cruises. And so People are flying in for cruises, but worse yet, cruises dump out a thousand people at once who all are heading to the airport. I mean, and the lines, one day I was, the day I flew out of there, the line was out the door and around the corner for, for getting in. And luckily, a, uh, one of the street check guys, what are those called, Zach? Why can't I think of words today? The, not... You know, the valet guys at the, that'll check your bags. Those lines were the huge. The bag men? Whatever. The bag men? Whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, those lines were equally huge, but this guy comes up to me and goes, sir, do you, do you have anything to check? I said, no, I don't. And he goes, well, let me just get you checked in and go to security. I mean, without it, I wouldn't. I tipped him 20 bucks. He took me up. He opened up a tr- an area and, um, you know, got me all ready to go. This was before you could. This was a long time ago. Anyhow, that's I hate that airport. Uh, other bad airports. Uh, Memphis kind of sucks. Um, yeah, it should be good because of FedEx, but the airport itself wasn't great. Uh, Atlanta's kind of chaotic. O'Hare is chaotic. You're right about Dallas. You can be at the wrong end of the airport and hop on that damn train, train, tram, whatever, and get there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and plus. You can hop on that tram, go to Whataburger, and go back to your gate and eat your Whataburger. Right, Zach? Well, it's a little harder because you're in the satellite terminal. Still possible, and it's still fine, but just a, a warning. If you're trying to go from gate satellite E to or terminal satellite E to terminal B, it'll be a little bit of a walk before you hit that train. But you did have Whataburger. Power up. Mmm, what a burger. You can also do that at Love Field, which is pretty, now that they fix it up, it's pretty efficient. Yeah. Basically, if you have enough, if you have enough space to walk without touching a wall or touching other people sitting down, it's fine. So, Kansas City, LaGuardia, you're the worst. Okay. See, I love Kansas City, though. It's just, it gets me from point A to point B, man. And I've never had to worry about parking anywhere i always get a ride from my mom or dad or something i just walk right in and my my grandpa would always tell me he would always 
track his time for the fastest, you know, he could get off the, right off the plane towards, you know, towards the parking lot in his car. And I see Zach rolling his eyes here. He said it was like a minute and a half. He was in his car ready to go. So I don't care about all the jazz and stuff. Gets me from point A to point B, and I'm happy with that, Zach. So yeah. you can you can hit me all you want. And so propeller plane. <laughs> sure. I uh, whatever. I understand that when I'm coming into Kansas City, and I haven't checked a bag because I hate the baggage claim there. It just it seems to take too long. Anyhow, I, when I can hop off and wheel right out the door and get hop on my bus to the parking spot, uh, and they drop me off at my car, that's pretty good. And then I'm right by the highway, and off I go. It's it's a beautiful thing, but thank you, Fitz, for the backup. But, I don't think he really backed you up that much. Yeah, he, he talked about stuff that that I know, wasn't I know. related to me. Yeah, I, I'm anxious to see uh, what what they're what it's going to really be like. Um, hopefully, it's very efficient with the new. I mean, it won't change much for me. I'll continue to use the parking spot because I think they're awesome. They're getting a little expensive, but. I think it's awesome. I mean, one time my car was filthy, so I had it detailed while I was on vacation, and I came back to a spotless car. It was nice. It's kind of fun. I'm surprised Zach didn't mention Denver. That's I'm I've not actually flown conspiracies, but I, get I haven't it. actually flown to Denver. But yeah, oh my god, I want to. I want to see the giant mural that it's looks like the world's ending. Creepy. It's just everything about it, man. You know what I don't like about Maybe the Denver I'll... airport is when I've flown from Kansas right into Denver. I, you, when you drive, you kind of acclimate as you go up in altitude, oh. but you just kind of land, and you're at yeah. you're at a higher altitude than you're used to. And I do get short of breath. I always have, even when I wasn't as big as I am now. I'd get short of breath. <laughs> so, no, Denver. It's it. I don't like that airport because it's so far out. It makes Kansas City's airport look like it's efficiently placed. <laughs> I mean, TIA is way out there. What was your first car and how long did you drive it? Gills, I want you to answer this. What was your first car? My first car is still my, the car that I'm using at Pizza Hut is a 2007 Saab Aero 9.3. All right, all right, all right. I don't even know what that looks like. That is it a is it an SUV sort of? No, like no, it's a smaller than that. Well, is it a car? Like what? Like is it? A, what is it? Yeah, it's a car. Like a sedan. Yes. Okay. I think. It's not, it's not <laughs> a sports say? car. It's not a sports we gotta look, car. We got to look this no, up. No. A, a, it's, a, a, it's little. A Saab what? Aero nine three. It's one of those old Swedish cars. But I like it. It's been it's been a great car to. Deliver the pizzas for. Ooh, is yours a convertible? I wish, man. I wish. That is okay. Uh, everyone at home should Google this right now. Uh, but before you do, think what your standard pizza delivery vehicle would look like. If you had to guess, <laughs> you had to guess what a pizza delivery guy's car looks like. Now Google this and see if you match because mine matched. This looks. Like a pizza delivery vehicle. Did you? It's kind of like an, an almost sports car, but not a sports car, but also kind of older and pizza delivery. That's not a bad looking vehicle for 2007. It really is. Thanks, Fitz. Appreciate it. How many miles does it have on it? Uh, 119 right now. Oh. That's obviously pizza. That's really 
bring that number up. So go Swedes. What color is it? Is it red? Silver. It's uh see, whenever I try to describe this, I never know what to say. Like if I'm getting it fixed, but I always say tan boy, boys crack. I always say tan, but you could call it like the silver, or like the light gray or like the, even the kind of like the widest green, but champagne. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I might okay. start using that. Champagne. <laughs> it's a, it's a mixture of, of okay. Beautiful. I think I, yeah, I think I stew in here. Kind of like, yeah, it kind of looks greenish. Yeah, yeah I can Green. see that. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Very good. Uh, Zach, what's okay. your answer to this question? Uh, it was a 2001 Honda Accord, and it was like, it was the model, it was called a, I think it was a VP, so like a Honda Accord VP. The VP stand for value package, oh, yeah. and I think it was a car, it was like, it stood, for, like, it was below the base model. Like, you had base, and this was below base, so like it had no cruise control, no power windows, uh, I don't know, but my brother drove it up until a couple of years ago when he was down in Dallas and he was driving home from, from him working at, he worked, he worked at Love Field at the time and he was on the North Dallas expressway and it just like died. So he like coasted it right to an exit and there happened to be like a Honda dealership just right there. So he just pulled it in. He's like, Hey, I need a car. <laughs> so that's, he stuck with a Honda Accord, but yeah, it was the silver version. If you're looking fits. No, I'm, I'm looking for uh, a 1976 Camaro uh, gold. And cause that's what I, that was my first car. It was my mom's car. A Camaro. A Camaro. I mean, they, wow. This thing had an engine and it was big and badass and awesome and horrible in the snow and a really fun car to drive. I wish we'd kept on, held on to it. It was kind of aging and gas mileage dropped. My dad sold it used to someone, and uh, it was a car, a gearhead, and I guess he fixed it up really nice. So hopefully that car is still out there somewhere as a collector item because it it was sweet. It was a fun car to drive to high school. But that was my first I only- car, and I drove it uh, until I went to college, and then I we got a new car. Yeah, same. I drove mine from sophomore well no it was junior year mostly junior year to senior year so i drove it for a couple of years then my sister drove it for a year and then my brother ended up getting it because i got my mom's old car which was an ultima and then my sister got a new car and she drives she bought an equinox and then she drove she bought another new equinox so i guess all three both of my siblings plus me whatever car we ended or we started college with, we bought a new one of that version. So we're very brand loyal and in the family, I guess. Next question from who for KSU. If you could own one car and money was not an option, what would it be? I'm going to answer this as if I won the lottery and I could buy a car. I bet you Zach can probably guess what kind of brand I would own. Uh, Viper, Dodge Viper. Nope, a challenge. Wrong snake. A challenger. Oh, okay, a challenger. Like a the Hellcat. Like there's one sitting on the Robbins Motor Company lot now that's almost $100,000. It's a wide body. It's freaking amazing looking. They list it as some weird color, but boys, it, it's kind of a purple. Not a bright purple, but kind of a chromey purplish silver. It's really cool. I don't know if I get that. I'd probably prefer just white or black. But, yeah, that's a badass car. The car that I would get 
is, and I don't think it's been released yet or made yet. I think it'll, they'll start delivering them next year. Um, but it would be a Mercedes AMG one, which is essentially a formula one car built into a road car. Mm. So, I mean, like it's almost got a formula one steering wheel in it. Like it's a rectangular steering wheel. Your, your, your seat, your butt is on the ground. Like you're basically scraping. You're almost laying down in it. Like you would in a formula one car. Um, this thing is slick but it's also $2.72 million and all of them have been sold. There was like 275 of them is the production number on it. Man. But Oh, this thing I'm looking at it now. It's so it's beautiful. It is an amazing car. I really don't have anything. I'll be completely honest with you. I could I like try to be some sort of answer, but <laughs> the sob gets the job done, man. I'll, I'll stick with, I'll stick with that. Last question of the Overtime Podcast from Who for KSU. I feel like Gills is a little quiet on the podcasts. So, Gills, what's your favorite K-State memory so far as a student? And I'll say that probably beating Kansas uh, my sophomore year back in 2019, um, I stood outside. I think I was there at like 11 or noon um, all day. It was freezing cold, man. Um, I didn't bring a blanket or a chair. And then I immediately regretted that. And one of my friends said to come bring me some warmth but you know storming the court was something i'll never forget that was really something that i was just it was awesome i mean that cardi windmill dunk and we wish him the best but that's something i'll always remember with him um getting initiated my fraternity was something that was really special for me um that was just a lot of work and hours and you know adversity that kind of all paid off there at the end and that moment was something that was really special for me but i think beating ku um, and storming the court. That's just something that I'll never forget. Wow. So even though you're kicked out, are you still <laughs> like, do you have to like protect their secrets? Like, are you allowed to reveal anything? Yeah, well, like, are like what kind of like quote unquote contract are you under? We had when we were like FA, like fraternity. What does that stand for? I don't know. It was like your beginning, you know, right. And you started, it was like, I will not disclose the uh, secrets and traditions and rituals of right. Lambda Chi Alpha, but I could, but I don't really have any bad blood with them at all, even though I'm kicked out. I'm still friends with every single one of them in there. And, you know, it was just we all got kicked out, for those who don't know. So it was for the best. I ended up switching my major and found something I really like, and now I'm here at Go Powercats. So. Look at that. Life works Woo-hoo. out. Yeah, let's just clarify. A large number of people in the chapter were deactivated, uh, which is, you know, that happens once in a while when you, mm-hmm. when you do weird stuff gills um <laughs> it was all me yeah gills did it all you did it all uh, i was the ringleader i see i can see that from you i can definitely see that from you that's it for the power cat overtime podcast we hope you enjoyed it gills spoke at the end <laughs> we'll talk to you next week remember 50 percent off right now go power cat go take advantage of it because the guys are going to be busting butt all football season and even if they stop playing the news will not stop. We have had more stories and coverage at Go Powercat during this summer, the June, July, August. More stories this year than last. We just keep bringing the news, and we love doing it for you. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Powercat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. 
PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.